Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 109 of the 167 podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church. And as always, I'm with my good friend, our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? Oh, ho, ho. It's going great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's Christmas week. It is Christmas week. And uh, it's funny because, like... A lot of people are up here at the church today, yeah. like staff-wise, doing things. So. And our kids. And our children. So, which is fine, because they're old enough to, you know, do yeah. their thing. The one the one of mine that is not is still at daycare. <laughs> yes. We pay for it, you're going to go. <laughs> Christmas Day, if we paid for it. And they're open, you'll be there. <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good, you know. Yeah. Um, my sister and her family are coming into town today. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were on a cruise this past week, and they live oh. up in Atl- around Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So they're driving on 75, so they're going to stop in, and we're going to take the, them and uh, the girls to Wild Adventures. Oh. And do the Christmas stuff there. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yep. we got some free tickets, so we'll just go. Last year, we went to Camp Rock. Yeah. Um, and... We haven't done anything yet this year, but we've kind of been distracted with the whole moving stuff, you know. Are you moved in? Um, moved in, yes. Unpacked, no. But getting there. Mm. So, I mean, the main things are unpacked. Yeah. You know, the kitchen, the bedrooms. and But there's just some stuff that, I mean, <clears throat> anyone that's moved knows. I've thrown away and given away so many things. And um, yet there's still things that I'm like, why? Why do I have this? Why? You got to keep Drew. Well, I got to keep Drew and Mallory, but everything else is just kind of like, you know, let, I'll flip a coin. We'll see. But yeah. Mm. Um, so we haven't done any of that Christmas stuff tonight. So we're having some friends over tonight for a little Christmas thing at our house. So that'll be, yeah. that'll how, be good. How are you liking the new house? I love it. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cozy. I've met our neighbors. They're nice. But yeah. you're better than me. Well, they, they came to us. So. Uh, okay. But, I mean, I also, when I'd see them, I'd wave, and then we would go and meet. And Yeah. Mallory's already got a pet-sitting gig, you know, mm. with one of them. So. You know, um, I don't like to talk ill about my neighbors, but they're weird, so here we go. <laughs> um, I'm going to send them an anonymous letter and be like, you should listen to episode 109. They, they won't. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're very nice people, mm-hmm. but they're very weird people eccentric no they're weird oh okay um they know i work at a church oh but i don't think they see the porch as like a legit church i don't know why <laughs> you know people have their like criteria whether so it's many the music reasons. or you know there's yeah. so many things yeah. that people that, could, that lady yeah like there's so many things there's that, a lot of reasons there's yeah. a lot of reasons people could say whatever they want to right <laughs> but they know i'm like on staff as a pastor uh-huh but they invite me to everything Hey, you should get plugged into church. Like, mm. I work at a church. I want to ask you where they go, but you can tell me off the recording. I, I'm not going to say that because yeah, that, yeah, I but, got you, I got you. But it's so weird. <clears throat> well, you know, that's just the way it is. That's how some people are. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So. <laughs> I just that's and and that was like that's what you get for trying to be neighborly, and I'm like mm. never again. <laughs> 
some people think that their way is the only way. And, and I'm like, that's me, the pot calling the kettle black right now. Cause I'm like, there's, you know, the way I do it is the way, and I'm not talking about church. I'm just my, the way things. I do anything is the only right way right. to do anything. But then there are people that are like, like you said, they have a criteria and they're like, no, if the music has to be like this and the denomination or lack thereof has to be this and, and you I know, can, there's a lot of variables. And and I can say that because I was one of them. Mm, so I gotcha. can crap on these people because I used to be one. <laughs> so, Oh, my goodness. But everyone's got their... Oh, I have a kind of a funny um, thing to mention <laughs> talking about churches. So on the way to uh, pick up Mallory from school, yeah, um, I passed by a Unitarian church. Now, if anyone knows anything about Unitarian, they pretty much believe anything. Like, throw it to the wall if it sticks. Then, I mean, or doesn't stick. It, it just whatever it's makes like, you feel good's there's right. A bajillion ways yeah. to do whatever. I wouldn't even say to God. Anyway, so Unitarian to feel good, right? And so they're kind of tucked back in in the woods a little bit, which sounds creepy, but so they have a little turn in, and it's really hard to see unless you know it's there. And I just found it really, really. <laughs> really ironic and funny it was like a week and a half ago two weeks ago i was driving and i'd never noticed this before but they have kind of a narrow drive to get in like to and then i guess there's a parking lot somewhere or maybe not i don't know how many people go there um but it's unitarian so they believe anything Mm -hmm. everything anything goes but when you right when you pull in and i see it right from the road there's a sign that says one way. And I just found that was really interesting. I thought, <laughs> is that correct? Or are you going against your own? Like, shouldn't there be like 14 arrows about how you could park and drive into the parking lot? Anyway, um, there's my Unitarian Universalist joke for the day. If, if there's a church in Lowndes County, I look at, I look at their social media. Mm. Now, I look at a lot of churches around the country. <laughs> But if you're in Lowndes County or Valdosta, uh-huh. I look at your stuff. See, I don't. I don't look at local stuff. I do on purpose. No, I do but, on yeah. purpose. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's good for your role. Yeah. And every, and every once in a while they pop up. Uh huh. And they're it's interesting. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Um, I have found that a lot of my uh, neighbors are Episcopalians, but and a lot of them are either formally attached to VSU, so there's like a little connection there. And a few of them drive Subarus, so there you go. Hmm. So there's a there's a a trend I'm seeing develop there. That's interesting. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, what what to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to think what we wanted to touch on before we got into today's well, you know very what, short devotion. You yeah, wanna, you want to hear a really bad joke about Episcopalians? <laughs> I don't know. They're the light beer of Catholicism. <laughs> The light beer of Catholicism. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Mm. Yeah. Well, that's an Episcopalian told me that. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah, and that's that's what makes it okay. You, so. you ever watch that episode of, of Seinfeld? I'm rewatching Seinfeld. Yeah, I've I've seen it. I'm sure. And I'm getting. I've got to the episode where his dentist converts to Judaism just for the jokes. <laughs> yes, I have seen that one. <laughs> And he's saying like all these jokes, and, yeah. and he's like, "You're not really Jewish." Like, but then he, ma- then Jerry makes a crack about being a dentist, like uh-huh. a dentist joke, yeah. and then like the entire world of dentistry is against him. Yes, yeah, they're all they're all against him. So, I just yeah, 
there was a lot there's a lot of good social commentary on on that oh show. i love seinfeld you know <clears throat> yeah. as, and as dated as it is it's not as dated no it's not yeah and um, i think a lot of that is because at the core of you know what his jokes are and their writing was about mm-hmm. it's about human nature yeah and so that doesn't lose its uh you know what do you consider to be yeah up to date or mm-hmm. you know all that it's about people mm-hmm. so yeah i found that interesting yeah i there there was another episode about uh kramer wanting to stop his mail because mm-hmm. he can get everything via email and fax and everything yeah yeah and outside the fax he's like it's totally right i don't need anything <laughs> i don't need mail i don't need your circulars <laughs> that's very true <laughs> so basically you're turning into kramer is what i hear yes <laughs> Yes. Oh, Kara, we will pray for you. Well, so um, let's jump into today as we are wrapping up um, our Advent uh, devotionals, our Advent conversation readings leading up to Christmas Eve. I wanted to zoom in, excuse me, on a verse in Micah, um, another one of the minor prophet, but uh, one of the prophets prophecies about who um not as far as i mean yes it involves jesus but this is actually a prophecy about about the town of bethlehem which is really interesting um that this in and of itself was also prophesied of what god was going to do um in micah chapter 5 verse 2 i'll go ahead and read it and then we'll we'll talk about it but it says but you o bethlehem are only a small village among all the people of judah yet a ruler of israel whose origins are in the distant past will come from you on my behalf. So um, it's, it's a very short one, but I mean, think here's what I, I wanted to talk about today, Josh is think about all that had to happen. We, we've talked about several of the different prophecies or just the prophets in general, yeah, right? Yeah. Think about all that had to happen, not just for the entirety of, because Jesus fulfilled every single prophecy that was that was written about him. Yep. Um, but let's just let's take out even you know post birth of Jesus. Okay. Or, yeah, like beyond that, let's just look at the birth of Jesus. Think about all the things that had to happen in the world, like socially, politically, um, economically in order for these prophecies to come to pass for them to happen a lot transpired and they all happened in ways that if you're not paying attention you don't realize mm-hmm. this is prophecy being fulfilled mm-hmm. like the decree for joseph to have to go and register mm-hmm. and pay taxes right we, we've heard about that yeah it, it's it's kind of it's the you, you remember that old Jesus movie called Jesus of Nazareth? Yes. And I was like, I thought he was of Bethlehem. Right. And then it goes into what you're exactly about to talk about. Like, there had to... Joseph and Mary were living in Nazareth, and how did they get... They had... Mm-hmm. They didn't... They didn't really <laughs> want to go to Bethlehem. No. They had to. Yeah. Required. Yeah. Required. Yeah. yeah. How crazy is that? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so... And a lot of, and then you think about like, um, you know, Herod, King Herod and, you know, his fear 
of being, you know, toppled, taken off the throne. Mm-hmm. And so his decree to, to kill all the babies. I mean, there were so many male babies. There were so many things that happened that now that, that, and I wouldn't say that he, him killing babies was part of the prophecy being fulfilled, but it was part of, it played into all of the, the happenings that occurred, all the things that, you know, the fact that Jesus was, um, born in the particular place he was born that so somewhere some government some meeting happened and they were like okay we're gonna make everyone go to their the home the hometown of their uh, ancestor yeah of their tribe and register i wouldn't even know where to go all in favor i okay and they don't even realize they are part of prophecy fulfilled mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I'm just talking about the birth story mm-hmm. of Jesus. Um, not even going further into other prophecies he ends up fulfilling. W- would you kind of um, go into, like, the, the Herod aspect of the of the male babies? Because I feel like if people are like me, they get that mixed up with Moses. Mm. Yeah, so Herod heard the prophecies as well. Mm-hmm. And um, he understood that there was going to be a king was going to be born, yeah, and was going uh, was going to be a king was mm-hmm. going to sit on the throne, and so Herod's thought was, well, then how about we'll just take out all the male babies, then that will that will end that, yep, um, and so that even even in that, I mean, there was a uh, God work will of course work to protect. Jesus in that process, but, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like, um, um, I mean, it was like mass, it was genocide yeah. just, and I do think it mirrored for sure. I think it was on purpose. The mosaic yeah. story, yeah. um, without a doubt. Um, but then, so how, did, how did God protect Jesus and Mary in that instance? Because, you know, the, he wasn't put in a boat a little basket and then sent down the river. Obviously he protected him with his parents as the person he protected Jesus with Mary and Joseph. And how did that take into, how did, how did God fix that? Yeah. In that whole, not well, fix that. So Herod did not have, um, um, authority in Egypt. Mm. So he had authority in, in, I can't remember the exact region or area that he had authority in, or over. Right. But he didn't have authority in Egypt. So Joseph and Mary fled into Egypt. Oh. While this was happening. So with baby Jesus. Mm. Um, and they stayed until Herod died. Mm. So this is post. Yes. So this okay. is and you'll read you can read about this in Matthew chapter two. Um so I mean, even that is part of the you know, so that is a, a post example. But there are all these moving pieces that happen to protect the Christ child or even to allow for the city in which he was going to be born to yeah. happen. Yeah. I mean, all these things come into play. It's just, it's really, um, and so I don't know when you think about it, like God, yes, God, God is not incapable by any means at all, but he, he used, like I said, like there was some meeting somewhere, some government meeting where they're like, Hey, who wants, okay. Yeah. Good. Um, and that doesn't mean that God condones behavior of, of, you know, things that are evil or against him, but he will certainly use moments and times mm-hmm. for him to reveal himself and to work. 
um, he's God. So that's just, you know, like, so he was not going, okay, um, Mary and Joseph are, um, they're from Nazareth. So I don't know, but the prophecy, like what, I mean, that's not how, do we, what do I do, do here? We wait a generation yeah, to right? see if they right. move over to right. Bethlehem. No, no. So he, he, um, uh, he could have sent, you know, a vision. Uh, he could have made a donkey talk. He's done that before. But in this regard, he uses Caesar. And yeah. he's like, okay, Caesar had a decree. Um, we'll, we'll use it. So, um, <clears throat> so, and then it talks about the city of Bethlehem. So it's just a small village, a, a small little place. And yet from there is um, the, the, the Savior, the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um and so the point of all that, the point of the whole thing, the reason we're mentioning this, is that God receives his glory even through um, what we might consider to be happenstance or circumstance, and, and at times even like like really bad, like evil people. Yeah. You know, like Caesar, mm-hmm. you know, or Herod, or those kinds of things. Like never doubt... Who, so I want the listener to hear this, never ever doubt who is in control. Mm-hmm. Never ever doubt who is the Lord in what's going on in your life. If if God, um, he is going to work and move in ways to reveal himself, first of all, to fulfill his plan, um, but he's also going to... you. you do that through people now as as christians right and we talk a lot about our free will Mm -hmm. um we have an opportunity to participate in that Mm -hmm. you know so that doesn't mean that god's going you know he's not doing the chess pieces like we've talked about um but he he has a plan his his plan and his desire is for the uh the fulfillment of of his work and for those who are going to accept him to do so. Right. Um, for the second coming of Jesus, which is part of Advent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and in this process, those of us who have called on the name of Jesus, you know, we're Christians, we're believers, we can participate in this. And we can be a willing participant. We can actually have our eyes open and go, I'm going, I'm going to do my part. Um, or we can be blind and God will still work. Like yeah. he's, he's not going to be... Um, like he, he, someone can't go. Nope, you can't work here, God. Like that's not how that works. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense or it not. Does. But yeah. Um, so God's going to reveal Himself. Um, and we know, you know, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. That doesn't mean that every tongue that confesses that Jesus is Lord is someone who, uh, has believed that. But they will come to a point where they understand it, the reality of it. You know. Mm. So if you and I were to write a story, if we were to have written a story of, um, I mean, we've seen some really good, you know, you're, you're a cinephile, yeah. not sin, but like... With a C. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like, you love movies, yeah. um, sci-fi, um, you know, kind of the... I can get sucked big, into any good movie. Yeah, yeah. So if we were to write a script for uh, the savior of the world... And how they would come and, you know, we've been talking about light 
mm-hmm. in our series, mm-hmm. like to push back the darkness, right? Fix the brokenness of humanity. Um, how how would how would we write that? Like, um, that's actually been done. Uh, <laughs> that's what Superman is. Yes, it is. That that is what Superman yeah. is. Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't seen Man of Steel, it's phenomenal. the the imagery mm-hmm. and and um the i don't know the term um cinematography well no that too but i was gonna say like the to me the obvious um pointing to jesus oh the subtext yeah there you go um is so amazing like well, it is it is undeniable yeah. if you're paying attention or so, i don't know if you're thinking about it there's like one interview like one because it was like from the 30s mm-hmm. is from the guys that originally wrote Superman. And when they turned him from a villain into a superhero, it was... Hang on, he was a villain? Yeah, he was... He was Reign of the Superman was like his first ever thing. Oh, yeah. okay. So, but when they turned him into a superhero, they were two young Jewish cartoonists, mm-hmm. and they're like, if... If Jesus was who he said he was, what would it... What huh. would we actually think he would be like? Seriously? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know it's, that it's history. Their, it's their interpretation of what hmm. the pr- fulfilled pro- prophecy should look like. Wow, wow. So there, there now. That's there's really been cool. there's been over a hundred years of Superman, or almost a hundred years of Superman comics. So it's that's it's been gone long. way off. It's gone the, way yeah. off. But I mean, the Man of Steel really ties back to that, and then that is when you're saying. If you could write a story of the savior of the world, it is a a modern American savior of the world would be Superman. Yep. Yep. Wow. Well, so there you go. So that that the whole that whole idea of you know, what would you write? I mean, well, I guess the point of that question is more so what would you not write? Mm. And you wouldn't go, "Hey, I know, let's take um let's take a a broke carpenter <laughs> And uh, a teenage girl, and um, and let's like, you know, they have no significance, no story, you know, whatever. Now we think, well, that's the story, but um, you know that that's the story from from rags to riches, or mm-hmm. not really rags to riches, but you know, a, from nothing. A, a poor farmer, yeah, married his high school sweetheart. They couldn't have any babies. <laughs> Superman. Superman. There you go. We just. If if we can bring it back to DC, yeah. DC Comics, yeah, you know. Speaking of comics, Mallory wants to check out Cool Comics because it's over there by our house. It's a fantastic store. And Andres. Drew wants to take her, but yeah. he's like, I don't really know a lot about comic stores, and I don't want to walk in and be the person that doesn't know. So he's like, we need to take Josh with us. So yeah. y'all need to plan a, yeah. a time, and that way you can justify to Kara why you're going to the comic store. <laughs> Yeah, Andre's fantastic. <laughs> That's awesome. So anyway, back to the back to the you know the Jesus stuff. Um, so so out of that poverty of the the reality, the true story, um, no so no social position. Um, you know, even down to they couldn't find there was no vacancy in the inn. I mean, that mm-hmm. is part of the prophecy. Yeah. I mean, imagine being someone who's like, oh, we're come on, honey, we're going to stay at this inn tonight. And you're part of the prophecy of booking up the hotel so that they can't come in and stay. Like there's just, I don't know. There's so many aspects of this that when you stop and think about it, 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 
continues to be miraculous. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. it's and it's not like you go, well, this happened, so I'm going to change the manuscripts that I wrote or that have been <laughs> written to fit this story. Um, that's called that's called um the Latter Day Saints. Right. Sorry, but, we're ripping on some <laughs> people today. Whoops. <laughs> but um, there are manuscripts that talk about this prophecy happening. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hundreds of years yeah. before this happens. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they've gone back and changed it to fit the story. No. It, no. It fit the prophecy that, that was written down hundreds and hundreds of years ago before that happened. Yeah. My favorite um, rewrite rewrite um, prophecy story of the, of the Mormon faith um, is, um, and, I, and I could be... <laughs> I, I don't know. You might want to check this while I'm talking about it. Just <laughs> double check me. Um, is that at some, at one point, and it might still be true, but caffeine was considered major no no. Oh yeah, among yeah, yeah. yeah. And but then they bought um, ma- major stock in uh, PepsiCo, and so suddenly um, Pepsi products <laughs> with caffeine were okay to drink. <laughs> um. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, that's one way to do that. And then my understanding is, is that Joseph Smith actually wrote a, a manuscript for a story, a book, movie, I don't know, not a movie, uh, a book, and um, and it got rejected, so he turned it into um, the Book of Mormon. So you, you think see anything on PepsiCo on that? Um, the, How off am I from my understanding? The LDS Church denies having stock in PepsiCo, but there are high up people in the church that do have stock in PepsiCo. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So the official church. The official church does not have stock in PepsiCo. Understood. But some major people some did. Some major players do. Yeah. Okay. So and it's okay to drink Pepsi. Or do we know? Um, keep talking. I'll, I'll... I mean, I just found that to be well, interesting. Um, <laughs> me and Kara have started watching Sister Wives. Oh yeah, uh-huh. just because it's it's so interesting. Yeah. Are like, you watching the current? Are you okay? Watching so way apparently back? something is happening right now. Oh yeah, it is. That, that's happening on. I've watched it for every and, all and the years. And Kara's like, I need to know what happens. So right now we're in episode, we're in season thirteen, and I'm like, why'd you go so far back? <laughs> It's like when we, it's like when we got interested in Big Brother. We went to the first episode and they tried to explain what a chat room was. <laughs> well, they have, um, you know, like a lot of. Well, no, well, I'm not going to go into Sister Wives on that. Well, we, that'll be another episode if we if we must. So, um, but I was trying to find on on caffeine and Mormons and all that, and I don't know. Now I'm thinking, is this a bad thing? Coffee is a no-go for Mormons. So coffee and tea, it doesn't specifically mention. Huh. Yeah. It doesn't specifically mention caffeinated soda because it didn't exist. Okay. In 2012, the church released an official statement uh, saying explicitly that caffeinated soda is allowed under church doctrine. So. Because it only... Uh, dictated coffee and tea. Right, it wasn't a hot drink. I don't know why they thought that was, but anyway. Um, okay. So anyway. <laughs> um, so, all right. Um, back back to the actual conversation. Um, think of it like, here you go. Here's another aspect of this deal. If Joseph had been more affluent, 
or mm-hmm. or Mary's parents yeah. even. Um, guess guess who? Someone else would have stayed in the stable or the cave or whatever you want. Yeah, they would have bumped somebody. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. If they were dressed in such a way or whatever, the innkeeper would have been like, yes, right away. And the innkeeper would have gone to the the poorest people that the next poorest people. Sorry, or Harold's, you're in the stable. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, care this way. Okay, we've got a special room for you. <laughs> so, um, you know, God keeps all of His promises, e- even even the small ones, the the tiny ones, the ones that seem inconsequential on the grand scheme of things. They they come to pass. Um, and so with all that, and here's the thing as we lead up to Christmas Eve, when we come to celebrate the birth of Christ, there is so much that we could overlook. There's so much that we could look past. But to understand that God is fulfilling a promise in a multitude of ways, it, it really should drive us to worship. It really should drive us to be in awe. It really should drive us to just be overwhelmed with, with the reality. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just that's. What were you thinking? No, I'm. Uh, I was tracking with you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you know, we we can get um, we can get sidetracked, and we can think that you know it's it's about this or about that. I mean, we us sidetracked never. <laughs> even in this podcast. No, let's talk about caffeine and Mormons. <laughs> Um, so I think really, I just, you know, there's just so much going on in the world, but, oh, we should be driven to worship. We should be, we should be, um, and, and I, this is why we've done the Advent readings. Um, this is why the focus has been on all these things is for us to see hopefully a little bit of a bigger picture than maybe what we have seen before or what we have assumed we know about Christmas and we, um, you know, one of the things I'm going to ask on Christmas Eve is I'm going to ask people to suspend what they think they know for just a little, for just a few moments. Mm. Um, and, and instead to just lean in mm-hmm. and, and, um, and receive from the Lord. So, um, cause this and like Christmas Eve and Easter, you go, I know what they're going to talk about. <laughs> I know these stories, but you know what? So many people still show up. Mm-hmm. So you know, and, and you would think if people knew like, oh, I know well, that I don't need to go, you know, but no, there's, there's something, there's something there. It's there. It's there. And it's, it's a, it's, it's God working and, and, um, drawing people. And so, um, so I don't know. I just ask, I would ask everyone to, um, be reminded that God fulfills his promises and, um, that he will continue to do that. And for us to be overwhelmed by that reality, so, um, yeah, that's really what us, I want us to kind of zoom in on. So to be reminded that God's always faithful. So, um, anything you want to throw in for our Christmas Eve preparations? Uh, just that, uh, we're going to have two services on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. three and four thirty. uh, childcare for, uh, nurse, uh, baby through pre-K four. We'll, we'll have child care available at the 3 o'clock service. Mm-hmm. There, there won't be any child care available for the 4.30. Yep. So if you need child care, come to the 3 o'clock. Yep. My advice, if you want to come to the 3 o'clock, don't show up at 2.59. Nope. 
Come come early to get a seat because that's going to my prediction. <laughs> Not prophecy. Prediction. <laughs> the three o'clock will be the busier, ser- the more crowded service. Mm-hmm. So if you need childcare and you want to come to the three o'clock, be there before two fifty nine. Yes, very much so. so. Um, and then four thirty. You know, it'll it'll still be crowded, but I think there'll be a little bit more legroom. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. You never know. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, but we look forward to seeing you all on Christmas Eve, and um, then into the new year. We will have service. We won't be meeting on Sunday, December twenty fifth. Correct. What What I'll be doing is we will be broadcasting the three o'clock Christmas Eve service at ten thirty. Oh dear! On Chris, Christmas Day, yeah, you you can watch online. Yeah, uh, the Christmas Eve service on yeah. Christmas Day. It'll mm-hmm. be wonderful. Um, and then we will have worship services service on Sunday, January first at ten thirty. So, yeah, and we're having a covenant renewal service, yep. which we've done for many years now. Um, we'll have communion. We'll share communion together, and uh, it is definitely a little more liturgical as far as. There are readings and responses that will be prompted, um, and if I have my ducks in a row, I will maybe even provide what we're going to be doing beforehand. Like you know, we can post it somewhere, yeah, put yeah. in our email, so that way people can read through. Because I like people, I, I like readings and responses when it's not to the point that people know it so much that they just kind of recite it and there's no feeling or thought put to it. Mm-hmm. And so I'd, I really want people to, to be able to think through it mm-hmm. and, and participate in that. So I look forward to the Covenant Renewal Service as well. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, let's celebrate Christmas Eve and God's fulfilling of his promises. So that's coming up. Yep. So, hey, thanks for hanging with us. I hope that this time of Advent has been um, helpful to you all. And um, as always, if you have ideas or um, thoughts um words of encouragement um yes let josh and i know yeah in regard to the podcast so we would love to um take those and and use them and and see how we can do things uh even better into the coming year so thanks porch community for being with us we look forward to seeing you on saturday night christmas eve and we'll see you three and four thirty all right all right bye bye You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.